market. Uh, we have with us today Donald Mazzella from SB Digest. He is also uh, he joins us each and every week on our uh, Tuesday edition of our radio program, and uh, he, him, and Dan Perkins and IQ Al Rizzoli and myself and several guests uh, debate topics and, and news. And uh, the last couple weeks, I've kind of put Don through the ringer because we've had two Hillary Clinton supporters on that he's just wanted to strangle. Uh, so we. We haven't had, we've had some interesting things. Um, Don is also from SB Digest, and he is also a, a, a hard, fast newspaper man and uh, well-researched. He's also a best-selling author, and uh, he's working on his, uh, I believe it's his second or third books coming out very soon. And he's also on the board of a medical marijuana group in New Jersey. And then we also have the rabble-rousing ringleader, Ross Long, uh, my, my tag team partner from uh, the, the, formerly from the great city of Salina, Kansas and uh, causing controversy wherever we go it just seems uh, but Ross lives out in uh, Colorado and uh, is a big proponent of the marijuana industry and so today we're going to continue the discussion here on iHeartRadio about all the different things from the business to the uh, legalities to everything um, first of all Don I want to start with you you're our you're our newspaper man. Plus, you've uh, got experience in this. Um, where do you see the business of marijuana, whether it's medicinal or um, recreational? Well, it's going to explode. Uh, by the way, Jiggy, uh, yeah. Dan Perkins is trying to um, um, call in, but he can't do it. So okay, I don't what know. I'll do is I'll try handle. to I'll try to call him while you while you guys chat. So go ahead, Don. Okay. Well, you might not. Well, I don't know if you like it. As you may or may not know, I'm on the board of a nonprofit dispensary in New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey and New Mexico have the tightest uh, marijuana, uh, medical marijuana laws in the, in the nation. Uh, which, uh, and a uh, tip to you too, I believe in. Uh, I, I, I believe in medical marijuana. I don't believe in recreational marijuana. But uh, be that as it may, I've, I've been involved with uh, any number of uh, recreational and uh, uh, medical marijuana c- uh, companies in various ways. And four things uh, are pretty obvious. One, it's exploding. Two, we're going to see it in a majority of states uh, in the coming uh, months and years. Uh, three, we're, go- we're going to see... Um, uh, more lawlessness, not less lawlessness. Uh, we could talk about that. Um, and four, we're going to see big farmers jump into this. Soon as um, I was surprised that President Obama, and he still may do it, uh, did not make uh, marijuana a, a, cla- um, a class A uh, drug, so that uh, we could do more research. But as re- research comes along. Um, we're going to see a lot more um, of, of marijuana usage as a prescribed medicine. What's needed, uh, in my view, are, are two things. We have to have reser- result, um, research so that we can find out the proper limits of it in terms of extraction. As you know, when you smoke marijuana, you only l- use less than 20% of the effectiveness. But if you still distill it, you bring that levels up to 80%. But more importantly, we have to give doctors uh, 
bona fide research that shows them how marijuana, and, and as you also know, there are over 600 strains, uh, which um, particular strain has what particular effect and at what uh, level. When all those things are in place, you're going to see an explosion in the um, uh, in the marketplace. We're, we're going to see the price of uh, marijuana go down. It's now what is it about? For uh, I think the last figure I saw was three hundred seventy dollars on average across the nation. I'll I'll tell you in Colorado, at least the wholesale price is dropping by less than half. It used to be. $2,400 a pound, now it's less than $1,200 a pound. That's the wholesale price. But go ahead, please go, keep going. <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, uh, see, I think from the point of view, if, if my mother caught me smoking marijuana, she would have killed me. She'd still do it now. Uh, um, okay, I do, do believe I buy into the, I'm older than you guys, I do buy into it that marijuana is um, a, a step in the wrong direction to uh, uh, other forms of uh, drug usage. If, if I've been, I was a newspaper re reporter, I was a police reporter, I've seen the effects of, uh, I come from a, a neighborhood, I've seen the effects of drug and drug overdoses and don't feel very comfortable with it. I don't believe in, in, in recreational drugs. Um, nor do, by the way, do I smoke. Make me might make me. Um, no, pardon me. I do smoke cigars, but I don't drink. So it might make me a little bit of a fuddy-duddy in this world and in this meeting. But I have seen the. Uh, having said all that, I have seen the positive effects, and there's no doubt in my mind that properly administered medical marijuana works for a variety of issues. And I'll t toss it back to you, Ross. What, what 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 do you make of all that? Because Don Don brings up some interesting points there. Well, yes, he does, and uh, I completely disagree about you know the gateway drug. I mean, he might as well have said it, so I'll say it. Um, uh, just because you know, I you know heroin heroin users wear you know jeans because i wear jeans will that mean i become a heroin addict no uh -uh. one thing doesn't lead to another now i can kind of see in you know his point in the in this recreational thing you know people will be hanging around they'll be drinking a lot of drinks they'll smoke some pot they'll do some heroin they'll sniff some cocaine that's all recreational yeah but i still don't think one thing leads to another it's just about guys that guys and girls that want to go out and get high well russ can i interrupt russ you? yes right please. there uh, i don't i mean everything you just said is wrong <laughs> You're escaping from reality in a, in a sense. Um, well, you, you're, you're viewing these drugs as harmful, as harmless. But, and, and my concern is they're very I didn't harmful. say that. I didn't say that. I mean, I, d I do not advocate. Less than 3% of the population um, advocates legalization of all drugs. Um, so I'm not within that 3% at all. And I think heroin and cocaine and a variety of other drugs are very dangerous and uh, probably should not be legal. But the way we're handling it with the current drug war is wrong. Uh, Let me go ahead, jump in. If I jump in, if tomorrow morning we woke up 
and by some something crazy happens, they say, you know what, all drugs are legal. Cannabis, cocaine, heroin, whatever. Are you going to go out and do heroin? No. Of course not. Because you know it's not good for you. You know it's going to kill you. People that are going to do heroin are going to do heroin with it. They start with... But marijuana is not good for you. Marijuana is not good for you. I disagree wholeheartedly. See, now this is where under proper medical conditions, yes, I agree. But marijuana by and of itself... Is is not good, and that's my position. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jeff, but no, I wanted no. to get the. No, I I, I I get what you're saying. I have, I have to respectfully disagree with that. I I think it's really more about the user as opposed to the actual plant. Um, you know, I'm an advocate. Um, I'm not a huge user, but I do use from time to time. Um, and I enjoy it. It relaxes me. Uh, I enjoy edibles because I don't like to smoke. I've had no adverse health effects from it. Um, I think it really boils down to the person, not the actual substance. And again, that's why we, you mentioned, I think you said, Ross, 3% of the population says we should uh, legalize all drugs. Well, I'm part of that 3%. I don't see any point in keeping any of that stuff illegal. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. People do it anyway. I'm not saying you should go out and promote it. I'm not saying we should have a, a store in every corner selling you know, black tar heroin. But what are we accomplishing by keeping it illegal? You keep it out of the hands of the kids? No. You keep it out of the hands of the druggies? No. Well, I can. I will answer that okay. by, by saying simply by simply saying it's legal. You're saying it's okay, and, and that to me is what what what's wrong. It's not okay. No, uh, so alcohol for for so alcohol it, for under twenty one okay. year olds is okay. I mean, no, it must be damaging then. Derivative, it is. Derivatives are lost. I mean, you, you just have to look <laughs> okay. at the liver of, of, uh, of, of a guy. And by the way, the, uh, the, your argument is uh, they're going to do it, so let's legalize it. My argument is you, you can't legalize it for recreational. By the way, we're only talking recreational. I firmly believe in it for medical marijuana. So, But you're saying, well, it's there. Let's legalize it so we can uh, uh, we can uh, somehow or other control it. But the answer is, once you say it's legal, you're saying to people it's okay to do it. And I, I'm sorry, uh, um, uh, uh, you mentioned liquor. It's not okay to do it because liquor, by and of itself, what does it do? It loosens you up. What does marijuana do? It loosens you up. It gives you um, uh, a break from reality. And I'll quote from A Thousand Clowns, which is my one of my favorite lines. She says, come back to reality. And he replies, I'll only go as a tourist. So that's what you're doing with these two things. So anyway, but no, no sane doctor anymore says drink alcohol for its medicinal purposes. I mean, they used to way back before we had all these new drugs. But no sane doctor will say drink for you know its medicinal purposes anymore i mean and you know yeah like you say look at the look at the liver of a of a drunk who who died from you know a, a liquor overdose which happens thousands of times per year never happened with with um with marijuana with with cannabis but um uh well i, I <laughs> go ahead you know <laughs> russ uh, almost 50 years ago, when I was a young cub reporter, 
uh, on a, a local n- newspaper. I, I, I attended a, um, a autopsy. And by the way, if you ever want to puke, go to an autopsy. But, but <laughs> all, anyway, all cops should. All cops should. And reporters, too. Absolutely. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what was interesting about it, i never forget, it was a 19-year-old woman drug addict. And Dr. Vincent A. Albano, over all these years, I can remember his name, who was, de- was the then a New Jersey a Newark uh, uh, um, autopsy person and became the state. And he showed me the liver. And he said, that's what happens when, uh, and this is over 50 years ago, that's what happens when you have drugs, you add uh, liquor to it, and and, and uh, you think uh, you're immortal, but here's what this liver looked like. Now I'll sh- show you. Then he showed me another cadaver w- with a good, healthy. I've never forgotten that in all these years. And, um, and I only point it out to you because I don't believe that drugs like marijuana, like cocaine, like heroin, like any of these new designer drugs are good for you. And, uh, and, uh, medical marijuana is good for you only in prescribed ways and ways that, that are combined. For instance, we have a former at, at our, uh, uh, dispensary in New Jersey, we have a former NFL quarterback who's using medical marijuana to uh, uh, alleviate the headaches from the concussions he got in there. We, we have um, a woman with MS, uh, 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 reducing but not eliminating the seizure. Uh, and in all these cases, there's a need and a way to alleviate it. But there's not a need when sometimes some kid comes in and says, I need marijuana so I can go to the beach and have a beach party. There's, there's no reason for it. Well, that is all right, okay? That is all right. It's not your, I mean, that might not be all right for you, sir, but that's all right for the individual if they want to. I mean, I mean, you would just, I mean... Well, let me just, Your rhetoric would just impose, you know, uh, prohibition on everybody. On you everything. haven't met my mother. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> let me, let me, Jeff, it's your turn. <laughs> First of all, in reference to you're talking about cocaine not being good for good for anybody. Yeah, it's not good for you. But cocaine is awesome. I just want to say that cocaine is an awesome drug, and I totally understand why people uh, get addicted to it. Um, but, yeah, I get it. It's not good for you. There's a lot of things that aren't good for you that are awesome. I just had to get that out of my system. Um, <laughs> and secondly, how, 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 could you, how can you uh, say that um, okay, uh, when awesome you see drug. the results of heroin? If you, it's if, still, if you well, cocaine is still prescribed. There, there's, there's cocaine eye drops, cocaine nose drops. So it still has legitimacy in, ph- in the pharmaceutical. I'm not even talking about pharmaceuticals. I'm talking cocaine okay. to be up all night and knock out a bunch Elvis of... Got, Elvis got high as a kite on cocaine. <laughs> yes, yes. Elvis... <laughs> Elvis Elvis Presley, but, one of one of Ross's heroes, was a big cocaine user. So, well, and it was legal. He he used he used it uh, where you'd uh, dip it in um, in a in a Q-tip and and uh, swab your nose with it, and he'd be high for hours. 
I mean, there still is legitimate use for cocaine. But I need to point out, cocaine, alcohol, heroin, and opiate drugs, and meth, they all are, your body considers them toxic, and your liver flushes them out very quickly within a matter of days. However, marijuana stays in your body, stays in the fat. It's called an endocannabinoid system that keeps it in your body and keeps it in your fat cells for over 40 days. So, you know, in a natural sense, we're supposed to do cannabis. (laughs) I'm sorry to say, but it's all right for the body. It's so, it's all right. It it it, the, cure, the one, it, it treats a variety of things. The one thing okay, I sorry. think is is really funny about <laughs> cannabis and everything, and 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 you guys kind of kind of opened the door in my head on this. Uh, <laughs> I, I've I've had a lot a lot of folks in the past that I've known, and in fact, one of my one of my business partners years and years and years ago, uh, Ross remembers Shatner. Uh, he was big marijuana guy. And he always used to say, well, it grows out of the ground, man. <laughs> Don, the one thing that I always, and this is, this is a kind of a question for you, and then we'll get everybody else's opinion. I, I, yesterday I had a conversation with, and Ross will just laugh his head off when I tell him this. I had a conversation yesterday with a, uh, if you can believe it, a local rapper. And he was talking, <laughs> and he was talking about how, way back in the day, him and him, his parents used to be, uh, they used to sell pot. And they were and and they were you know the biggest pot dealers in in central Kansas, and he was talking about how you know it's it's okay it just grows out of the ground man and I'm like why is it that that is the argument that <laughs> that a lot of them use and they're like well it grows out of the ground it's fine because I brought up to them yesterday I brought it I brought it up to Shatner several times years ago and yesterday when I was talking to this rapper I said well what's your stance on meth and cocaine and he's like oh man that that stuff's crazy dog I wouldn't even mess with that but he was fine with pot because it grows out of the ground <laughs> what do you think well about he, that has argument, guys? he has a point he has a point you know, I, yeah. I, a, a question though for for, for Dan, I you know I, I get that. Okay, so the three of us here, we probably come from different directions because you know I, I mean I think Ross and I are probably a little closer um, on our feelings about recreational, um, but I think we can all agree that uh, we should do we should do more to legitimize and legalize uh, medical cannabis, um, if for anything, just to help so many people that could benefit from it. Um, my question to you, Dan, though, is, and and you talked about. Um, rescheduling cannabis in an effort to get more research done on it. And I'm 100%, you know, for doing more research. My concern is we spent all this time doing research and how many people are going to continue to suffer. All these vets have come back with PTSD. I mean, it was like a few months ago, there was a, there's an ad in the paper. They were looking for vets to do a study on PTSD for, with cannabis. Well, that's great for the 20 people that were able to do that. But how many people are going to, how many vets are going to kill themselves because they're suffering from PTSD and maybe cannabis could have helped. I think there needs to be something fast tracked because it's been prohibited so long that, you know, we're kind of, we're so far back in, in this process. So what do you think we could do to, like, to speed this up, to, to get more research done and, and, and allow people to use it in the meantime as this research is being done? I believe there's about 22 vets per day that commit suicide with PTSD. Yep. One an hour. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Well, 
I have, have a, you know, Dan, Dan Perkins is calling me. He, he should really be on this one. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know he should be. I, I just tried to call his cell phone a second ago. Uh, <laughs> we'll try it. He's there now. But anyway, um, um, you know, you, you have good points. Um, and, you know, uh, like, uh, like everything else, the, uh, in today's Wall Street Journal, the story of that they've got a new set of, uh, Drugs to uh, fight um, uh, uh, ca- um, uh, a cancer for a certain type. Of, I forget which type of cancer, but uh, but uh, it's still you know five or six years away from full usage. You're right, but uh, let's not try to uh, run through the door before we learn to walk. Um, you're setting me up as someone who's anti, and I'll take it as such because I really am anti-recreational um, uh, uh, drugs. Because I've seen, uh, as a reporter, as a reporter in Vietnam, as a reporter in a lot of other places, the ill effects of uh, uh, marijuana. People simply are not the same person they are when they're under the influence. Uh, I've seen it now. I think I'm a lot older than a lot of you got uh, than uh, you two fellows. Uh, I don't claim to be smarter because I'm older. I'm just saying I've been around longer and I've seen this. Uh, the fastest man in the water and the fastest man who runs on the land both do recreational cannabis. Okay, I mean, does that make them uh, less of an athlete? I don't know. Maybe it makes him more of an athlete. But, you know, uh, who am I talking about? The swimmer? Michael Phelps, um, uh, I think, who you're talking about. Yeah, Phelps. About. Yeah. Phelps, that's him. Um, I mean, I see that picture of him ripping bong hits. I mean, <laughs> it's all right. And yeah. he was he was a depressed person. When you know his full story, he was depressed. He almost did not do the, the last Olympics that way. Yeah. But... You know, cannabis got him through it, and he's still the fastest man in the water, undoubtedly. So I guess that makes him a burnout drunk bum. Well, and no. you, you bring up you, bring you can't up a, say that you can't say that you bring up an interesting <laughs> point, Ross. You, you you see a lot of folks are starting to 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 get into this whole thing with marijuana and everything because uh that there's there's the situation with uh Michael Phelps uh the NFL is starting to I think they this year uh just reduced the fine there, there's you got to pay like a, a simple fine if you get caught with pot it's okay but uh <laughs> still there are these folks like Don and and even you know I, I love professional wrestling like nobody's business, but Vince McMahon is still, if you get caught with pot, you violated their, their wellness policy, and you're suspended for 30 days. So, you know, it, 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 I don't know how you break this conditioning or break through. I don't know if we've lost the other ones. I don't know if you're talking to me. I, I'm I think just I'm seeing just myself talking to you. I've got, I've got you on... I, I I don't know if we lost Jeff or not. I I've lost both of them. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, there's Jeff. Jeff. There's Jeff. Jeff's there. All right. Okay. I think Don. Did, 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 did we thing. lose? 
I, I just I love Scott. Didn't get angry uh, at us. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think he was trying to go get Dan Perkins because because Dan really okay. wanted to be involved in this too tonight. And if he would just to confirm my contact request on Skype, I could have added him to the call. But well, uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, if, all uh, that if aside. <laughs> Now, now, Jeff. Well, what, what? Yes. So, something I was something I was talking to talking to Ross there about was the fact that to follow up on Ross's point, you see somebody like a Michael Phelps who mm-hmm. you know is in the Olympics and he he does recreational pot. You see in the NFL, they've recently downgraded the fine to where you just pay this simple fine if you get caught with pot in your system. But there are still places like the World Wrestling Federation and other places, that if you're caught with pot, Vince McMahon is from a different era, you're basically a burnout hippie, and you're done for 30 days. So how do you break this conditioning with some of these, some of these groups? That's tough. You know, that's an issue with the uh, UFC, too. That too. That too. They're they're wanting to investigate uh, Nick Diaz because after he beat Conor McGregor, he 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 took a a a big old rip off a uh, off one of those uh, those vape pins. Yeah, he had a vape pen, and he's been a long time user of (laughs) of uh, cannabis. Um, From what I understand, he it 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 helps with a lot of the pain that that he endures um, being a professional fighter, which, as you can imagine, is pretty heavy. Um, it's really tough too because I have a feeling that it's it's the, the folks that sanction the events that they cannabis can be in the system in their system and the UFC as a company does not want to battle the the people that sanction these fights so they're just going to go along with it. I but there's a lot of people. I mean, I'm a I'm a big MMA uh, fan. I, I follow a lot of it. I can tell you that are cannabis users. Um, and they use it mostly to help them with, with pain. Um, and there are quite a few UFC fighters also that don't use and think it's absolutely ridiculous that Nate Diaz is going to get suspended or was suspended in the past. Ronda Rousey is a huge star in, in UFC, and uh, she came out in defense of Nate Diaz last year. Um, you, you know, and I would imagine, I, I need to add to that, I imagine none of those uh, UFC fighters you know, uh, get high before they go fight. I mean, we're if not talking did, that. If or they do did, they? they were the greatest fighters ever. Okay. Well, and and something else, something else, Jeff, that that, that you that you uh, sort of bring up here is this uh, situation with with these the these athletes where they they do it before you know they they go out and and do the damn thing mike tyson when he was still fighting he he was fined several times by the nevada state athletic commission because they would do a post drug test and he had pot in his system and he often would get on tv and you know made the comments about ah, i smoke a little i do a little i do the coca angel dust whatever then he goes out and he fights and, it, and it's like is is I don't really look at that as an, an athletic uh, enhancement. <laughs> because, well, I'm not an expert on that. I, I can I don't imagine that it's an it's a, an enhancer. Yeah. And Joe Rogan is a big MMP guy, and he chains a lot. And apparently, he uh, consumes. There's something to that. I don't know. Okay, Don. 
I, I've seen Dan pop up a couple times on here, but I but then I see him disappear. So we're, we're trying. We're trying to get. <laughs> we're trying to get him right trying now. Trying to get him in. Out how to okay. Do it. Well, 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 Jeff. Um, what, 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 what do you make of the? I guess the business of of recreational marijuana, medical marijuana. Um, I know that that years ago there was there was the big thing of well. You know, uh, Marlboro cigarettes has a, ha- you know, you'd always see these things on- online where, oh, they've got this box and it's ready to go. And as soon as it's legal, they're going to jump into the, the, the marijuana industry. <laughs> then you see, uh, folks in the, in the pharmaceutical industry that have tried like crazy to keep pot and medical marijuana from not, you know, happening because they're afraid that just like Ross, Ross said on that, uh, that live TV show that we did, uh, you know, the cases of where pot is medical or legal, uh, pharmaceutical use goes down. I mean, big time. Yeah. I mean, we're talking sometimes 20% uh, where there is, uh, you know, medical marijuana in the state, a state where not like New York or New Jersey that's so, you know, terribly, you know, restrictive about it, but that actually let, you know, people be patients and uh, go acquire the, the, um, the substance um, as they should, uh, in those states, it's like something like 20%, especially in opioid um, painkiller prescriptions. So um, this is a big threat to the current pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical industry. And if they're smart, they'll get into it. I mean, yeah, I would invest in pharmaceuticals if they're going to invest in pot. Well, I well, guarantee you, Marlboro cigarettes have already invested in it. Listen, they're oh. all they're all in, they're all ready. All the big yeah. pharmaceutical companies are ready. Um, what what it really boils down to is none of the big pharmaceutical companies or big tobacco or the the even um, big ag. They're all going to get a piece of this action. They're going to get most of it. But they're not going to do anything until it's fully legalized across the entire country. And that's primarily, well, it's for a couple of reasons. One is the banking issue. Um, there's no way you're going to have SmithKline, you know, selling something that they cannot take a credit card for. Yes. You know, um, so that's going to be a big issue. That's why I really do see the, the window of opportunity for cannabis investors as, as a very small one. Uh, you know, I don't believe that we're that far away from full legalization. Um, and then when that happens, that's when you're going to have Marlboro come in. That's when Monsanto is going to come in. And all those companies that we invest in now, they're all going to be gobbled up. You're absolutely right. You're, and they're doing it now. In fact, we have a, a member of a big pharma on our board as, as our nonprofit dispensary. So everything, Jeff, you just said is absolutely correct. Um, by 2020, uh, you, you will see the big boys in. And every day we get approached um, by, by people who want to get into it. And uh, you know, um, I will tell 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 a story when we we got started. Uh, you know, Jiggy, I got uh, yeah. Dan calling in, and I have no way of getting him. If I, I hang, have no way of hit, getting him either. If I can give him, if I can give him a call on the phone, I can badge him in that way. If yeah, just give pick up his telephone. <laughs> Just pick up his telephone when I call. But uh, but th- this th- Jeff brings up a, an excellent point, and that is that this whole thing, uh, the the big boys are are going to come get into this whole thing. Now, Don, um, 
what it I don't think this is going to happen. I think it would be hilarious if it happened, but I don't think it's going to. What one of the things that the that that presidents do when they get ready to leave office is they they do these I don't I don't know if you'd call them executive orders. I don't know exactly what they do, but they do these they 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 make these laws or they do these things. And usually uh, and in most cases they can't be changed. It just that's just the way things are. And um, when Bill Clinton left office, he pardoned a whole bunch of people who shouldn't have been pardoned, but he did it anyway. Um, do you think that Obama will, like on the last day in office, go, you know something, I thought about it. Pot's legal, well, we'll see you later. You know, <laughs> and he just leaves. I've been, I've been asked um, many times, and if, if I had the answer to that, I'd make a lot of money. But, uh, <laughs> Well, but the point is, uh, the, uh, the NIH and uh, everybody kind of um, uh, forestalled that when they made the recent changes. Well, uh, that, that uh, too. That too. And I think uh, the only uh, reason that that gets brought up anymore is because about two weeks ago, uh, President Obama went through and he t- took like this huge list of about 50 or 60 people that were in prison, and they were in prison for pot charges, and he was just like... Or done with that. Let him out. <laughs> well, he just let out. Uh, he just let out the largest dealer in in California. Yeah. Who was in with a lifetime? He just pardoned him. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, we won't get into politics here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <I> have to. <laughs> no, I sit on a board of a state-approved board, so uh, on this subject, I can't. Uh, say too much but it, it just does not make sense if you he has pardoned more people in his administration than all the other presidents combined yeah and uh, and, and that's that that's why i think it would be kind of funny if 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 at the end of the day you went ahead and did that and i i have no problem with that as long as he's pardoning non-violent um federal drug offenders that way that oh yeah really he's not be- Inhabiting, you know, federal prisons, really. I mean, it's just, there's thousands. I mean, over 50% of the federal prisons are filled with drug dealers. I mean, come on, guys. What's going on at at a cost of what? You don't don't understand. (laughs) Private prisons are a very lucrative business. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) marijuana offenders are the the most docile group uh, i've been told by people who, uh, in the industry it's the easiest bust for a cop to do yes. to do a marijuana to do a marijuana um possession charge yes. it takes them it takes them off the street for six hours um the lazy cops of the world and basically um your private prisons and particularly prison guard unions are all for prohibition Mm-hmm. They they just don't want it because um, that's their jobs, you know. <laughs> that's their jobs. You know, the private prison, <laughs> private prison industry gets the majority of their revenue from two places: undocumented immigrants and uh, drug, nonviolent drug offenders. Yeah. Well, well, Don, uh, uh, <laughs> the, the 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 situation out there in New Jersey. How is that? How are they moving towards? Uh, legalization and, 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 and all that as far as medicinal and recreational? Because I know fairly recently they had some changes to some of their laws out there. Well, don't forget, um, 
The original bill was enacted under a Democratic governor and a Democratic uh, a legislature. In came Governor Christie, who wanted to burnish his uh, um, uh, uh, conservative uh, credentials. But I, but I have to say, as a board member, that uh, his administration, anything we wanted to do, uh, the law itself made it very difficult. There's only six dispensaries allowed in, this, in the entire country. Um, you must have one doctor uh, if, uh, prescribe. You can only get two ounces per month. And you, can, you can't go to two doctors. You have to stay with your original doctor. Um, that's amongst the other things. Uh, and it took us three years just to get the funding um, uh, uh, to start up our business and to find a location. People wouldn't take it. But throughout it, the governor's office um, and a state police captain who was put in charge were uh, very positive in helping us. Um, I'm going to toot our horn a little bit because we are probably the closest to a research because we require our um, patients to uh, fill out forms to uh, tell us uh, uh, whether uh, marijuana helped, uh, helped them or not. Um, and keeping running, we are really trying to. We work with two institutions with the research. Uh, and and um, having said all that, um, and finally, uh, four of the f uh, five of the six have uh, opened or are opening uh, the dispensaries. We are now getting up there. But the other problem is that in our state, if your doctor wants to prescribe medical marijuana, he has to sign up in a registry, which is open to anybody to see. And you know how many doctors want to do that. <laughs> so, yes. in, in, in Colorado, it's the retired doctors that, that make those prescriptions. It's those that have had retirement and have come back into the field, uh, basically, and all they do is just uh, give prescriptions for marijuana. Yeah. That's, well, we'll, yeah, that, that's, we'll, that, that's the workaround. Well, that's the workaround for you, but it can't be done. You must go into an office and have an exam before you can get it. I mean, it's. It, it, I know that Colorado. Believe me, it's it's not an easy one. But having said that, we we anticipate. Don't forget, we have an election next year for a new governor. Um, the Democrats are still in control of the legislature. You're going to see some loosening. Um, I doubt if we're going to have more than six dispensaries, but I don't know. Uh, but I'm comfortable with this because it controls things. It allows us to make our mistakes uh, relatively simply, um, sm small mistakes, and learn from them and improve. I'm, uh, I'm proud. Uh, Given my uh, how you've heard me, I'm proud to be on the board. Uh, you know, and again, if my mother were alive. You can rest assured, uh, I'd be in trouble. She'd be angry. <laughs> well, I've got uh, I've, I've got Dan Perkins, I believe, on the telephone. Ah, and, great. Uh, hey. And and Dan, we were talking earlier about PTSD and soldiers. And Ross was Ross and Don were talking about some of the different stats. Um, we've got uh, Jeff Siegel with us today, also from. Uh, New Jersey, New York, Florida, where are you? I always get Upstate confused. 
in the I'm middle of nowhere. You're in the, I'm no, like, Canada! <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, that's right. No, <laughs> no Moscow. Near, you're up near Canada! <laughs> Very close to the border, yes. Now, 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 Dan, um, you're you've got a nonprofit uh, that helps soldiers. Kind of explain what you do and how the PTSD, and then kind of bring that into the the medical marijuana uh, situation here that we've been talking about. Uh, we have a foundation called Songs and Stories for Soldiers that provides uh, MP3 players for. Uh, uh, Soldiers suffering and veterans suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, I just literally, before you called me, Jim, I got another phone call from the Disabled Veterans of America in Cape Coral. <clears throat> I gave them 50 players probably about a month ago. They're out, and they're out because the returning veterans from Afghanistan and Iraq are have, have because of the numbers of tours of duty, a much higher post-traumatic stress disorder uh, issue uh, than um, the older veterans, let's just say. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that uh, the gentleman I'm speaking to who is the commander of the post of the uh, <clears throat> uh, Disabled Veterans of America is a literally a World War II veteran, and I met several Korean War veterans who are still actively under treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. And the big issue is sleep. Now, I'm probably going to be um, at odds with with Mr. Don and the other people <laughs> on the program. But I can tell you that we have done an extensive amount of work with the Carrick, what was called at the time when we first started working with them, the Carrick Brain Center, in, um, outside of Dallas, Texas, in Irving, Texas. Yeah. They've now changed their name and expanded to become the, uh, the Cerebrum Healthcare. Um, Dr. Randall, Dr. Kagan Randall, and this is a research and treatment center for both traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress disorder for both military and civilians. Dr. Randall, who is the founder of the center and has written a whole bunch of research, uh, has been extremely critical of the uh, of the Veterans Administration in their use of narcotics in the treatment of PTSD. Yeah. Well, boy, yes. <laughs> I'm very critical of that too. But yes, go ahead, please, please continue, Dan. And you're saying the right things. <laughs> what, he's, what he's saying is that especially in the case of post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. In order for the body and mind to begin the healing process, the body has to get to REM level sleep. Narcotics, opioids, all that stuff, the body actually prevents itself. Inhibit. With those toxins yep. in the body to getting to REM level sleep. Now, I've had discussions with him concerning the possibility of using medical marijuana uh, for the treatment uh, of PTSD. Yeah. Um, and he, he has yet to come back to me and say that he has seen enough body of clinical evidence to support 
a widespread use of medical marijuana for the treatment for the biggest challenge of PTSD, which is sleep deprivation, which ultimately leads to suicide. And, and here... And here in Colorado, we have fantastic indica strains that are very, they give you more of a body high that puts you right into REM sleep. I mean, it's something the entrepreneurs here have, have found out several years ago, and they're continually tweaking their strains to, uh, um, to help that matter. But continue, please. You're, you're saying everything great. <laughs> so, um, we have, I'm here in, in Sanibel Island, Florida, and we have a, uh, a ballot initiative for the second time in three years on the ballot in Florida, uh, which requires a constitutional amendment that didn't pass the last time. It needs, under Florida law, needs a 60% um, approval rate in order to become law in the state of Florida. When it failed the first time, there was some discussion about the possibility of of um, taking it to the state legislature instead of a constitutional amendment. But the the people who are pro medical marijuana, um, after two years of the state legislature doing nothing, gave up and said we're going to go for another ballot initiative. Um, I don't know that the that the people in Florida have necessarily changed anymore, um, but uh, concerning the uh, the viability of medical marijuana, so it's difficult. Um, I mean, I I hear what you're saying, um, and I'm, I'm and not in any way by what I'm about to say, am I trying to demean what you just told me, but would it be fair to say that the evidence that you've presented about Colorado is anecdotal as opposed to scientific research? Well, yeah, and and I have to admit, it is all anecdotal, um, because they do not, the, the federal government does not allow scientific studies on um on cannabis, unless they're doing it out of the out of uh, out of Mississippi, so um, yeah, it's it's very anecdotal. I have to admit that. However, I live you know uh, just a few miles away from Colorado the Sp- Springs. You know the biggest uh, one of the biggest place where vets um, you know will come and live after they've after they've served and many of them are disabled vets and all but they just swear by it i mean and i understand uh maybe you can help me on this i think the american legion has just endorsed cannabis and now i understand that you can go in as a vet with ptsd and get drug tested and they can even find marijuana in your in your system but it's okay they'll still they won't just cut you off of your disability benefits i anymore uh, is that true i'm not quite sure on that um but you would might might know a little well, better there dan I, I was just at a meeting i was just at a meeting um a week and a half ago at the national convention of the american legion with the national commander dale barnett and we we talked about ptsd and we talked about uh our program of treatment uh i i there was no i didn't ask but there wasn't any 
discussion with me about the American Legion supporting cannabis as a as a treatment. Now you could you could have a situation where a local American Legion post, or for that matter, a State Department could have a could could all operate autonomously from the national office. But I haven't seen anything in any of the literature that I get on a regular basis saying that the American Legion uh, was supporting cannabis. I'm not, not saying it hasn't I happened. I didn't hear about it at the National Convention, and I haven't seen it in any of the literature that I get as a member of the American Legion. But that's not to say Just that it today. could have happened on a local basis. I think that the problem, and, and, and um, I, I write a lot of commentary, if, if Don hasn't told you, or, or Jim, I did a piece on exactly what you're talking about some some many months ago. I raised the question uh, on uh, cannabis uh, that the government needs to take yep. a a FDA approach into uh, verifying and testing under the under a scientific procedure uh, that's used by the FDA to approve a new drug with certain levels of phase one, two, and three at clinical trials, uh, and then a request for a new drug application in the whole process. Um, and that's about a 10-year process in the end, at least. It's unfortunate, but yeah, if, if they do do that, I mean, we're 10 years away from, uh, you know, any really scientific no. results from it, it uh, seems I disagree. Like. No matter who, who's elected I, I, president this year, I, you're going to see... Uh, uh, rapid uh, change in this. Uh, uh, the genie's out of the box, and you're going to—it's um, it, not going to roll back, back. So we might as well accept it. And I think you're going to see in the next four years a tremendous uh, strides made. As Dan knows, um, uh, the uh, uh, the Veterans Administration has authorized, uh, NIH has authorized the. Uh, uh, testing of me medical marijuana for PSTD, uh, and you're going to see a lot more. Um, uh, 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 the big farmers are, are starting to uh, rev up, and then they're suddenly going to reveal that in France and in Israel and in, uh, and in other places they have the, these plants, that, uh, these research facilities going on. Yeah, the genie's out of the box, so let's let's go on from there and figure <laughs> out what's best for us. Well, Jeff, uh, you, you were you were getting ready to jump in there. What 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 was your what was your thoughts and feelings? Man, I don't remember what I was going to jump in on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I took it away from. No, you. No, no, that's no. fine. <laughs> I always want to jump in on stuff, so I don't I don't remember. <laughs> What, what I was going to jump in on. Well, well, Dan. Uh, yeah, go, 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 go ahead, Jeff. Just, go ahead. I did just read that today. I just read it today, I think, in AP. It was like a news brief that the American Legion had come out in support of, of, of uh, cannabis. Well, so maybe and I, I think I may have seen the, the same thing. That's what I, I, I remember seeing on uh, popping up on Facebook that way. But um, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, uh, when nothing else works, when, you know, guys that are on 20 different prescriptions and are just, you know, drug addicts, it's all twacked out on, on a variety <laughs> yeah. of things, they quit it all 
and they replace it with marijuana and can have it a, a much more normal life. I mean, yeah, that might be anecdotal evidence, but you got to go with what works. Well, you know what, Ross? I don't even think they should have to go through all that first. Why have to go through all that to take 20 different drugs, all kinds of crazy opiates? Why don't we start with cannabis? I mean, it's certainly a, a lot a lot safer, I would imagine, than something that you can get physically addicted to. And many do. Yeah, is, I is think. produced responsibly. I mean, I, I feel I feel safer buying my cannabis in 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 Colorado or Oregon, Washington, than I do from the guy around the corner because I don't know where that came from. That's true, and you don't. And in Colorado, they they you know make sure they're not using weird pesticides or you know, and the, and it's grown properly and and it's cured properly and it's dried and all, and uh, you're getting a good product. And oh my, you are getting good product in in Colorado. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Dan, I mean, you speak from from uh, real good knowledge of it. I'm glad to see you. You're testing it all for us. Well, they grow it in a and they grow it in a in in a higher altitude, so it's more like uh, in Asian countries like Nepal. That it's I guess the theory is the the plant has to strive more because it's in this higher altitude, so it does better. And it and it produces better strains. That's what I understand. Maybe that's just a bunch of hogwash. But <laughs> they say they can out they can outgrow anything Hawaii can ever give you. So um, that's just that that's just the word on the street from from those who are, who are proud of what they do. <laughs> now 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 Dan, uh, you you do you. You you are right when you first came in here that you uh, you disagree with with our with our colleague Mr. Mazella because uh, Don has spent probably the he probably spent the first twenty five minutes of this show uh, talking about the fact that uh, he he doesn't believe that that marijuana should be legal or, or any of these things um, in a recreational sense yeah in a recreational sense yes. um, where, where do you come down on that Dan recreational and and all that so what, where I come down is is that um, I'm not a grower I'm not a user um, I'm a person that has has uh, spent some time studying the issue from different points of view and it seems to me that um, this is probably not going to be the best analogy that I can give you, but it, it's one that works for me to help me get my head around this issue. Prior to Prohibition, we had uh, processes on how uh, liquor was made. Yes. When the, when the, when the American people voted to uh, a constitutional amendment to ban the sale of alcohol legally in the United States, what we had was um, bootleg liquor, 